How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell challenges the status quo, questions everything, and empowers you to return to your core beliefs to make your life better. If you're ready to hear the truth and get your roadmap to the lifestyle you really want, the next hour will change your life. And now your host, self-made millionaire, national award-winning investor of the year, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Dell Wansley. Welcome to Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. My friends, this is a third part of a three-part series, the last part of the three-part series, uh, that I've been doing about being able to maneuver through the economic minefield that's going to be coming up here with the new administration. I say minefield because it's going to be different. And I'm not saying whether it's going to be better or worse, either one. I don't have any way of possibly knowing what's going to be the outcome of this. Because just like uh, Trump had an incredible economic, uh, I guess, report card, uh, COVID took it right down, knocked it out. So nobody really knows. But what I do want to do is shed some facts on the situation and try to help you maneuver through what's going to be the changes that are going to be occurring. And I want to make sure that we get rid of some of the fears that you may have about the changes that are going to be taking place. First off, I heard today that that uh, Biden was going to come out with his plan today, this afternoon. And I thought, wow, how timely that I was going to do a piece on Biden's administration and their economic advisors. So I guess it's a was meant to be. This is just a prelude to what we'll find out this afternoon in a more mm, specific state, I guess. But I think you need to understand what I'm going to cover today. So what I'm going to start with is where is Biden getting his stimulus from? What is his thought process? What What is his, his advisors, his economic advisors, where do they come from and what are they like? Well, what I've heard uh, so far as that Biden has pretty much picked up Obama's economic advisors. And this group of people are what we call Keynesians. And I did a little bit on Keynesian the other day, but I'm going to do a lot more on Keynesian today because I think you need to understand what it basically is. And I've looked up some of these things to get a little better definition. Uh, so maybe I can articulate it a little better for you than what I would have just off the top of my head. But basically... Keynesian economics is a counter to what we'd call traditional economics. 
And traditional economics, as we all know it, if you didn't sleep through economics in high school, which most people did, because most people ah, stick your finger down your throat, ah, 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 didn't like economics. It wasn't that much fun to take. Um, I actually liked it. I enjoyed it because I was going to be a business person since I was a kid. But that doesn't mean I'm any smarter at it than anybody else. It just means that I was aware that it was there. So Keynesian economics says that traditional, well, let's go back. Traditional economics basically says this, is that the economic theory believes that the marketplace itself, in other words, business people like ourselves, are going to look for opportunities to make money. So, for example, when we had the crash in 2008, the real estate market went crashing down. I went and bought everything I could possibly buy. And so did my followers after I started doing it. They started doing it. And then pretty soon everybody saw that that was what you should be doing, was buying at the bottom of the market. And we bought our way out of that trough and kept on growing. The idea behind traditional economics is that things will be good as long as profit is available, as long as greed is available. That's why you see in that one movie the guy goes, greed is a good thing. Because it drives and stimulates people to go out and make business happen. Traditional economics also believes in opposite Keynesians. Keynesian believes in the demand-side economics, which I'll get to in a second. But supply-side economics basically says this. If we have very successful businesses and rich people who create businesses, then these successful businesses will do two things that are positive for the economy. Not one is create lots of jobs. And so the lower people end up getting jobs because of the success of the people who own the businesses. Uh, we call this trickle-down economics, I think, in, in more common day speak. Also, what it's supposed to do is it's supposed to create tremendous amount and supply of goods and services, in which case that oversupply of goods and services should drive down the price for those goods and services, which, again is good for the people at the bottom of the economic strata, right? So that's traditional economics. Now, Keynesian came along, and it's, uh, what is his name, Sir Richard Keynes or something like that? Uh, I can look it up here and tell you in a second. But Keynes was around during the 30s, 1930s, during the, the recession, depression, I guess it was the depression. And he, he saw that, that the natural process of economics wasn't working. In other words, when everything was destroyed, the rich people didn't come in and buy it all up and make it all work again. There just wasn't enough reason to create businesses because nobody had any money. So Keynes theorized, and it became the Keynesian theory, he theorized that what you need is a demand-side model. So whenever the economy doesn't work, what you do is you flood the economy with money, all right? You flood it with money. That's the most important thing. And if you flood it with money, then people will start buying things. And you will buy yourself out of a recession or buy yourself out of a depression, right? The second thing Keynes believed is that people were stupid and that only highly skilled, college-educated people who came out of just a few very specific colleges were smart enough to run the world and that they should make all financial decisions and that the government should control the economy. 
100% control the economy. Now, interestingly enough, that sounds like socialism, doesn't it? Except Keynes hated socialism. He believed that you control the economy by stimuluses, lowering taxes to the poor so they have money to spend, and giving money to the poor so they have money to spend, and then let the marketplace get back on its feet. That the market really was the way to run the economy. A strong uh, economy is a strong market, and so on and so forth. But when it doesn't work, then you have to have the smart people come in and jumpstart it. Now, I think that's exactly what, what Biden right now is thinking. That's exactly what he's doing. And as we get into the Biden plan and everything here, hold on one second. As we get into the Biden plan, what you're going to see is that is what his plan is. And that's pretty much in a nutshell the way we're going to end up um, working our way through this situation of the uh, pandemic, right? That's his, going to be his solution to the pandemic. So let's take a look deeper into this situation. Um, Biden came up with, and I tried to look some of this stuff up, but I heard some of it on TV, and so I'm kind of going back and forth between what I've seen on the Internet and what I've heard on TV. But I heard on TV uh, earlier today that Biden's going to come out with a $2 trillion plan. Now, the $2 trillion plan basically uh, is expected to include extensions of unemployment assistance, right? There's money to the man at the bottom. Aid to local state governments, local and state governments. Now, what is this all about? This is all about Democrats. The Democrats and Democrat cities and Democrat counties and Democrat states are living by giving way too much money for things that the poor want and are not and do not have enough money. And when Trump took taxes, I'm sorry, let me start over. That's not even a very good explanation of it. Democratic states charge personal income tax at the state level. That's how they fund their state. And they used to be able to get away with that because what would happen is that the people that had to pay state taxes could write those off against their federal taxes. And so because they could write those taxes off against their federal taxes, there was really a net zero effect of paying state taxes. Trump passed a law to change that, and I'm sure the Democrats are going to change it back. But what that's done for the four years that Trump had that passed or whatever number that was actually there, three or four years, it has starved the states out because now they're taxing their people that are getting double tax. They're getting taxed for state levels taxes and federal taxes. What's the effect of that? The effect is, is that California, Washington, Oregon, New York are losing tens of thousands of people and thousands and thousands of businesses. Now, you add on top of that the fact that they're massively oppressive as far as COVID laws. And what do you got? you got a broke state. We'll be right back with the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Selling a little or a lot. 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast celebrate and save at ashley's anniversary sale with hot buys your choice of color starting at just 3.99 ashley sleep mattresses starting at 250 plus receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like stearns and foster temper pedic purple and beauty rest black with 60 month special financing only at ashley subject to credit approval no minimum purchase required minimum monthly payment down payment tax and delivery may be required see store for details Talk 13.7, the right choice. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Shows. We went to break. And by the way, if you're just tuning in, we're covering Biden's plan and his economic theory that he's going to be um, operating his uh, administration upon. And uh, when we went to break, we talked about the fact that uh, he's got this $2 trillion stimulus package he's going to announce today, and it's expected to include uh, extensions of unemployment, uh, aid to local and state governments. And I was going into the aid to local and state governments as we went to break about the fact that since uh, they passed this law where state uh, income taxes could not be written off against federal income taxes, these states have been losing people left and right, and they're losing their tax base both on people right? And on the businesses. And then you add on top of that, the COVID stuff they've been doing, which are crushing their businesses. The businesses have no income to tax. And then you add on the fact that businesses are leaving. So these states are in dire situations right now. And, you know, obviously the Democrats got to take care of the Democrats. And so they're going to pump the money back into these states um, to get them back on their feet. Also, they're going to boost small businesses. There's a new PPP plan out And uh, I've got that here today, and if we get time, I'm going to go into the new PPP plan uh, and what it will allow. And then there's funding for vaccines distribution, and there's funding for schools, and uh, there's going to be a very large direct payment check. Uh, Biden is going to have a $2,000 per person direct payment check. Again, all this adds up to trillions of dollars. So what is our feeling about this? What should we feel about this? Whether you're a Democrat or Republican, it's irrelevant to me. You got to look at it as a citizen. What does this mean to you? Well, I'm going to look at it this way. First of all, funding unemployment 
I think is fair. Why? The government took their jobs away by creating the COVID problem and by uh, cracking down on businesses and closing businesses. I think people should be able to get unemployment checks. I, I just believe it's necessary. Number two, what about funding state and local governments? I think that's a personal bailout. I'm not all that happy about that, but the people in those states <laughs> probably will be. Uh, I don't think that's a problem. What what will really be a problem, or what will be interesting to see, by the way, is if Biden changes the law back to where states can, people living in states with state income tax can write that off against their federal income tax. And I'm quite sure they'll do that. That's going to be one of the things Congress will do since they control both houses. And that will then give their Democratic brethren some breathing room. Whether or not that'll stop the people leaving California, Oregon, Washington, and also New York, I don't know. I think people are just getting fed up to some degree by just the the giant, heavy governmental hand uh, that's controlling their states. I don't know. We'll find out. If they flip that back, the people might say, okay, I might as well stay. It's not costing me any more to live here now than it did before. Next thing, the funding for vaccine, I think, is absolutely positive for everybody. You know, you think, where should the government step in? You know, when should the government step in and help? Well, when you've got a national pandemic, I think that's where the federal government should step in. I think Trump really screwed it when he said, uh, we got to leave this to the states. The states don't have the money to fight this kind of a battle. They don't have the power. I think this should have been a federal thing, and I think that's one of the reasons Trump is gone, is he didn't see it that way. So they're going to help with vaccine distribution and schools. I don't know what they plan to do with schools. I actually, when we talk about Keynesian theory, I believe that the government wants to give people things. And if you remember back to Obama, they gave away phones. Remember, they gave cell phones away. They gave cars away. Uh, and then they gave housing away. And not only that, they 10 times the number of people were on food stamps after Obama left than before him. 10 times the number of people were on WIC, which is some kind of you know, child care uh, welfare type program. I don't even know what it is because I don't have any kids that age. Um, so Obama was just giving stuff away, right? So, you know, Biden's going to have to give some stuff away. He needs to figure out real quick what he's going to give away, right? So he's going to give away a $2,000 check. That's a pretty good start right there. That's better than a broken cell phone that Obama gave, right? So he's going to be famous in his group of people, right? That's what it's all about. So we're looking at this and saying, what does it really matter to us? And, oh, by the way, in the school thing, um, I think they're probably going to give a computer to every poor kid in the country. And I think they're going to give free Internet to every poor person in the country. Every poor household will get free Internet and a free computer. Just that's my guess. It's better than it's better than cell phones. And, you know, Obama said, how can a person live without a cell phone? We'll give every poor person a cell phone. Well, now they're going to say, how can a person live without a computer in this day and age? The kids are behind on their educational growth. Minority people, uh, black and brown people, lower socioeconomic people of every race are behind because they don't have Internet and they don't have computers. It's logical that if you believe in this type of government, that they're going to give that stuff away. So mark my word, they're going to be giving everybody a computer and free Internet. Uh, and the Internet providers will probably give it free just to keep the Democrats from crushing them for having total control of the economy now, total control of all speech, because they do. 
the big internet people have total control of all speech. You saw it. They shut everybody down. They didn't want to speak, right? So here we are. We've got this plan coming up. They're going to spend lots and lots of money. How does that affect us? Well, like I said the other day, it's positive for us. And see, that's the way Keynesians see it. If everything is terrible, put money to you know, put money into the. How should I say that? Put money into the economy is how you solve the problem. If you're a Keynesian, that's it. So what do we think? I'm not a Keynesian. I may not even be a traditional economy. Believe in traditional economy. What I believe is economy isn't a word. Economic theory. There we go. I knew I could get it out somehow. So the, the bottom, is it obvious to you this is my everyday conversation? I'm not all about economics. Um, as we go through this, though, you see if you are a honest person, it really doesn't matter to you. These are not the political fights that you're going to care about. Now, what will you care about? Well, if you're rich, they're going to charge you more taxes. If you're poor, they might charge you less. So you should I care about that. And my argument to that is, Think like a rich person, right? Billionaires are not going to be hurt by having more taxes. It's going to be middle class. It's going to get their boo kicked by higher taxes. Millionaires can afford to pay more taxes. Really? Almost everybody out there is almost a millionaire. You take what your home is worth. You take what your 401k is worth. You take your IRA. You take your kid's savings plan. You take your cars. You add it all together. It's pretty close to a million dollars with almost everybody that's on the north side of the median income level. Why? Because the world is just inflated to where a million doesn't mean that much anymore. So our tax brackets are such that if you make over X, you pay 42% taxes. They're probably going to take that up to 44% taxes. I'm in that tax bracket. They're going to get me, right? They're also going to hit me with other weird taxes like the Obama add-on tax and, and the this that secret tax. And they have all these little zingers they throw in there for rich people. I'm going to get hit by all of those. That's, there's, it's inevitable. So what did I do? Last week, I went out and bought a new business. I bought another piece of real estate. This week, I'm buying another piece of real estate. What's the answer? More money. We'll be right back with the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Nerds! Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Sometimes you need a change of pace. That includes your finances. Get smart with your budgeting with financial tips straight from the nerds. NerdWallet's trusted experts will set future you up for success by untangling today's web of financial misinformation. Learn about smart investing strategies, tax planning pointers, and travel tips to save on a fun family getaway. Maybe somewhere tropical? Spring ahead for smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. 
Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Talk 1370, the right choice. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Shades. Today we're uh, talking about uh, Joe Biden's plans for the economic future of this country, and we talked about him being a Keynesian and what that means uh, in a demand-side economy where you flood the economy with money so that people will buy stuff which will bring the economy back. Now, to do that, they're obviously going to have to get off of the small businessman's back with this COVID stuff, but I don't think they will because there's more people dying COVID now than there was ever before. Now, I saw that the New York governor, Como, had been sued by the restaurant um, association, and he's now saying that they're going to start figuring out limited ways to let people back in. That's just, you know, cheap talk for... um, or. I don't even know what they call it. It's spy talk for we're not really going to do anything. We're just going to placate you so you don't win your lawsuit type of a deal. Uh, or maybe you'll back off or whatever. But the bottom line is uh, until they get off the top of businesses, there's no way that business can actually come back. And we talked about that yesterday with uh, Dr. Lindman's theory about the butterfly effect. And if you had, didn't hear yesterday's um, uh, radio show and podcast, you need to look it up. Um, the last first two segments of this three-part deal you need to uh, go look up because they talk about that. It's not going to come back until they fix that. Now, the other thing is the COVID um, inoculations, they've got to pick those up. And so people have got to feel safe to go out in public. And then they've got to let you go out in public. And when all that finally comes around, then you can start talking about whether or not Keynesian theory really works or not, because you can pump a lot of money into this economy, and it's just really not going to work if there's nobody earning it, nobody's going out and spending it. It's all going to end up back again at the top with the rich people. And I'm not even talking about with business people. I'm talking about the rich people. The money always floats all the way back up to the top. So what do the Democrats try to do is they try to tax it off the top. They're saying we're going to tax the heck out of the rich because they're making way more than their fair share. They believe a person should be worth a dollar no matter what they do in this world, that they're worth as much as a rich person who creates massive, massive economy. Well, here's the thing. We can't get into that debate. That debate's been going on for 200 years, and it's not going to get solved here and now. What can be solved here and now, and you should be thinking about, is this. If they charge you an extra $2,000 next year for taxes, um, and that's a, that's a minimal amount. It might be an extra 20000 or 200000 for me. It might cost me an extra $200,000 in taxes. Or they may change the laws completely to where there is no reduction uh, in taxes because of depreciation. In that case, they're going to charge me an extra $1.2 million a year because that's basically what my depreciation covers. Um, and n- nobody in the, in the poor side of this country is going to care one bit that I get taxed more money. So what am I doing to solve that problem? I'm going out there and buying enough businesses to cover that income. So if they take away my deductions, 
then I'll have to make an extra $1.2 million a year to be able to stay flush with what I'm making right now. It's just, it's the logical way to approach it. We don't want them to change it, right? We don't even know if they will change it. But if you sit around and wait for it, then you're going to get knocked in the head with a shovel and not see it coming. By the way, I have to share something. The other day, somebody sent me uh, an audio of another guy who used to work for me who does radio shows and copies pretty much everything I say. And he tried to do one of my, use one of my analogies, and he got it wrong. He was talking to a guy about, you know, you're in the stock market, and you got hit by a train, and you didn't get off the tracks. That's not the way the analogy goes. The way the analogy actually goes, in case you heard it or you do hear it again so it's not butchered, is that the way I see it is real estate investing is like being on a train track. And stock market investing is like having a gun to your head. If the stock market goes off in one day, it's like a bullet coming at you. You can't get out of the way. You're going to lose money. If you're standing on the railroad tracks, you can see the train and or hear the train or feel the vibration in the tracks well in advance of you getting killed. What do you do? You step off the tracks. The train goes by. You step back on the tracks. And you never lose your business. That's the reality of real estate compared to the stock market. So when he said, you, you lost all your money in the stock market, you got hit by a train, he got the analogy wrong. I'm sorry. So just keep that in mind. Real estate is the train. It's the one that won't kill you because you can step off the track. Stock market is the gun. It's the bullet. You can't get away from the bullet. If it drops today, you can't call your broker and go get my stuff out in front of all this loss because that would just add to the loss and it won't happen. So enough of that. On with the Biden situation. So here we go. I told you that the only thing you can logically do to make sense of this Biden situation is to create more passive income for yourself. That's all you can really do. Everything else, don't worry about it. Uh, there's nothing you can do. I'm a financial conservative and a social liberal. I believe that some of the things the Democrats are going to do for the poor people is a good thing. I don't want people to be poor. I don't want them to be broke. They can't be our customers if they're poor and broke, right? Now, do I want them to let criminals out? <laughs> Four-time murderers let them out with a $10 or no um, bail? No, 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 no. Now you're getting to where maybe I won't be a social liberal anymore if you're going to go that far crazy. You know, if Casio-Cortez gets her way, then pff, I'll probably have to go back the other direction in thought process. Or in other words, almost everybody out there that isn't a lunatic is not really a, a true conservative or a true liberal. They're really more like in the middle somewhere. Uh, more of a libertarian type person would be myself which means I kind of like, just leave me alone. But I get it. The world needs some help. All right, so having said that, let's go into this uh, plan for PPP. It's really a three-part plan. The first part of the PPP, and I'm going to read this because I, I could not articulate this without reading it. First-time PPP loans, that's plan number one, round number one, uh, has three categories, okay? And by the way, they're saying there may be another round or two after this, right? So this one, it says, first-time PPE loan for businesses who qualified under CARES Act but did not get a loan. These are being called first-draw PPP loans. If you have not received PPP loan in the previous round of funding, you can apply for first-draw loan with terms similar to those in the CARES Act uh, loans. 
CARES Act PPP loan, sorry. You do not have to demonstrate the 25% revenue loss for a first-time loan, and you can qualify even if you have more than 300 employees. So that's basically, everybody didn't get a, a dip into the bucket before, can now have a dip into the bucket. The second PPP loan uh, for businesses obtained a loan, but are for businesses who have, have obtained a loan in the past, but they now need additional funding. The loan amount for a second draw loan is up to 2.5 times the average monthly payroll cost with maximum loan amount of $2 million. But this comes with some restrictions. You must have at least less than 300 employees and at least a 25% reduction in revenue in at least one quarter in 2020 when compared to previous quarters, which would be 2019. You also must have used or will use the full amount of your initial PPP loan for authorized purposes. All right, so that's the second type. And where's the third one? The third type is additional funding for businesses that return their first PPP loan or those who were funded for less than their qualified amount. You may request a modification to allow you to borrow the full amount for which the business is eligible. Contact your lenders now, etc. So there it is. We're going to get some money out to the out to the businesses. We're going to get a two thousand dollar stimulus check just directly to people. We're going to fund the schools and fund the states, and uh, just about every pet peeve out there for the Democrats are going to get funded very quickly this year. Uh, everything that's not in this plan right now, and by the way, we'll find out later this afternoon exactly what the plan is, but everything that's not here today that I've mentioned that's in the plan will come out today, this afternoon, or tonight. By tonight's news, you'll know what it is, and then you'll know. Now you'll see where the money's going to be spent. Last point before I take a break here, and that is this. Does deficit spending hurt the country? Having $16 trillion worth of debt, does, is that destroying our kids' future? The answer is absolutely not, because that debt is fallacious. It's not real. It doesn't do anything. Nobody controls us by our debt. It's not like a household that if you don't pay your debt, somebody foreclosing you. No one is going to foreclose on the United States of America. Until, as long as we have nuclear subs, nuclear missiles all over the world, no one's coming knocking at our door and throwing us out on the street of our country. It's not happening. The government can print as much money as it wants. Will it eventually water the currency value down? Yes, but not in the way you think. As I covered the other day, it will water down the value of giant assets. It will inflate the value of giant assets. We'll be right back with the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Talk 1370. Welcome back. Now, here's some. Welcome back to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. I'd like to finish the show today with a couple questions. I get sent questions all the time. Um, if, by the way, if you want to send me something, just send it to askdell at l-u-i-n-c dot com. That's askdell at l-u-i-n-c dot com. And Dell spelled D-E-L, by the way. Uh, so I get these questions, and I, I prefer answering them. I, I do email them back sometimes, but generally prefer to answer them on the radio. So one of the common questions I've gotten in all different forms of shape is why would I invest in real estate when so many of my friends have lost money doing it? And the answer is real simple. Your friends have no idea how to do it. And 
that's just the reality. The, the problem is real estate's been around for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands and thousands of years as a way to make money. But the bottom line is I've been doing it for 30 years and I've seen every real estate guru in the world. Dave Delgado, Robert Allen, Jeff McCone, Tommy Vu, the Milans, Ron the Grand, Carl Sheets, Robert Kiyosaki, even Donald Trump had a real estate training program. And they're all no good. They all teach wrong practices. And so people get all these bad ideas about real estate and they go out and try to do it. Or even worse, they don't even have any idea about it and they just try to do it. They just, you know, they inherited a house or, or their parents died, well, I guess, inherited a house. Or maybe they got married and there was two houses now, one from the wife, one from the husband. They turned one of them into a rent house. They have no idea what they're doing and they do it all wrong. Here at Lifestyles, we've been in business for 30 years. We have over 50,000 clients. We own tens of thousands of pieces of real estate and a very, very, very low failure rate. I'd say less than 1% uh, of the people that do this have had failed experiences. Now, some do. There are some people that, number one, are one can short of a six-pack. No matter what you tell them, they won't do it. They just There are some people, egomaniacs, and they want to do it their way, no matter even if they know it's the wrong way. There are some people that get into bad situations. Uh, there are some situations, you know, that happen now and then. I mean, what if you just bought something, paid super amount for it, didn't fund it well enough, and then you run into COVID and don't know how to deal with COVID? Well, you might be in a bad situation. However, those of us who already know how to operate real estate were in good situations when we went into COVID, had no problem surviving COVID, right? So there are situationals. But the bottom line is the people you know don't know what they're doing and would probably tell you so if you'd ask them. So what is the, your question really is, is this is not really a how-to-do question. This is what I call how to get out of doing questions. I'm asking you a question based on something that isn't a fact. I'm telling you all these people I know don't have not succeeded in real estate. First of all, we don't know that's even true. Uh, you might just be saying that because you're trying to psychologically get yourself out of doing something that could make your life better. Maybe your wife wants more money. Maybe your husband wants more money. Maybe you want more money, but you're too lazy to do anything about it. So what do you do? You ask the question by prefacing them with a non-fact fact. It is not a fact that everybody does terrible in real estate. Number two, if you're so rich, why are you selling education? I got about three answers to that. And it's really hard anytime people ask me this question. The number one is, um, I got into the business, retired, had nothing to do. And it was an opportunity for me to have a way to find other people to spend time with me. I know that sounds really kind of crazy, but that's really how it started. I was retired, had nothing to do with 34 years of age. There was nobody that wasn't going to work every day. And I had all day long every day with nothing to do. So I decided to start helping other people. In addition to that, I saw it as my give back to society for what I had been lucky enough to be taught on how to do this stuff and how to become wealthy and to understand that all these other people taught me, including all the books I read, and I really wasn't somebody to write books. I'm really much more of a speaker, so I thought, let me get out there and do some public speaking, teach this stuff. Uh, that was really the second reason. And, you know, if, if you look at this stuff, the third reason I found out later in my life was that... Everybody in my family, I didn't even realize this because I had kind of a estranged family, but when we came back and had a family reunion when I was about 50, which is about 14 years ago, I found out that my uncle, my aunt, my great uncle, <laughs> my grandfather were all teachers. 
In other words, it kind of runs in my family, and it, I didn't even know it, but it's just a natural thing. I'm a natural-born teacher. What does that mean? I have one skill set. It's the ability to take the massively complicated and break it down into bite-sized pieces that the average person can understand. That's it. I've been told that a thousand times, that they like listening to me because I, I don't give them all the technical jargon, BS, and whatever, that I get right down to the facts and get it there. But I get it across in a way people can actually take action on it. Not because I'm motivational, but because I'm inspirational, because I never tell you about anything I wouldn't do myself or haven't done myself. All right, the next one. I love the concept, but someone who lost everything recently, how does one get going at getting a rental property? Well, let's say you're completely broke with bad credit. You're really at a very slow starting point. First thing you need to do is get in here and take some classes on how to handle money and how to start saving and how to look for places where money's at that you don't know where it's at. Because there's lots of places money's at that rich people know where it's at, the poor people don't. Um, you need the education. Number one, get the education. And then number two, realize this. How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. And growth in life is exponential. So when you start out and you're small, you can only buy small, inexpensive houses. And then you grow and you can buy more. You can buy volumes of houses. And then you can buy your first small apartment complex and then a medium and then a, a larger than medium and then a large and then a very large. But you start with one inexpensive single-family house purchased in a manner that is acceptable to your financial situation. And there are lots of tricks and lots of information. I shouldn't call them tricks. There's lots of information you don't currently have that if you had that information, you could go out there and buy yourself a house. And with that said, the bottom line is not every single person is ready today to buy, but every single person at some point could buy if they're willing to follow the educational process that we take you through. Now, the more you have, and this is another one you have to understand, the fact is the more you have, the more you can do. So if it bums you out that you've made all kinds of bad financial decisions in your life and you have almost no money and bad credit, don't be upset that somebody else comes to me with lots of money and great credit and we make them millionaire in a very, very short period of time. Most people retire in two to five years. Some of these people do it less than two. Don't be sad. Don't be mad. Get even. Get started. Do something today. And remember, as we go through this process, it's not about money. It's about the lifestyle, the quality of your lifestyle. Have a wonderful day, new year, and a new president. Thank you for listening to the Dell Bonsley Radio Show, teaching you the opposite of everything you've been taught so you can obtain the results you've never obtained. Join us seven days a week. Can't get enough? Visit DellOnTheRadio.com to listen to the Dell Bonsley Radio Show, access past show podcasts, and join the conversation.
why? Why? If you why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.